Welcome to Deep Breath Podcast, where we explore spiritual practices, ways of connecting with God, with others, and ourselves. And where you are invited in to maybe try on a new practice. Today, I interview the very special LaFay Tapper. She's a licensed mental health counselor. She specializes in anxiety, life transitions, and grief. Her faith informs her practice, as does her more than 37 years of experience in Christian ministry. She recently became a neuroscience-informed clinician as well. LaFay's conversation with me today addresses a holistic mindset that embraces the whole person in spirituality. I learned so much from my conversation with LaFay today, and I know that you also will glean from her expertise and her wisdom. Listen in. Well, hi, friends. Thanks for joining me today. Well, before we jump into our interview with LaFay Tapper, let's begin with our breath. So as you breathe in, just notice your breath. Notice the sounds that it makes and allow it to bring your mind home to your body. So I'm really excited to be here with LaFay. So LaFay Tapper is a friend of mine and a neighbor, actually. <laughs> we met through yoga, but we have so many things in common. And I am really grateful to have her here because she knows a lot about things I don't know about, but I'm very interested in. Now, lately on the podcast, we've been talking a lot about that whole embodiment piece in our spirituality that we often leave behind. Well, today, I think LaFay is going to take us one step further in that as we kind of look at the way that our holistic way of being. And so I'm going to let her say more about this, but that includes biological, social, psychological, and um, which includes emotion, mind, and will. So thank you, LaFay, for being here. I'm going to let you take that a step further. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here with you today. This is really, really special. And I have to say, it's my first podcast ever. So it was nice to open up with that breath prayer (laughs) (laughs) to just kind of bring some calmness Calmness. to my emotions right now. Um, But yeah, I work from a biopsychosocial model. I'm a therapist. One of the reasons that I ended up going back to school and got my master's um, in psychology and counseling was because I was really drawn to understand how the body and the mind are connected. Uh, And so that's really, and I love understanding and I'm growing in my understanding of how the brain works and how the brain really is controlling everything. Uh, Once we understand that, it's really amazing. Um, So um, yeah, I work from a biopsychosocial model, which is really the way we heal. And when we begin to really understand it, and um, spirituality is is such a huge part of this because, you know, our spirit knows. There's this sense of knowing that we have. It's kind of like when you go outside and you learn how to ride a bike for the mm-hmm. very first time. You never have to learn that again. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you just have this sense of knowing. Yeah. And so when we're able to really connect to our body, 
that mm-hmm. makes a difference instead of always living in our head. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we really tune in and what I call really a tuning to our body. And what is our body saying to us? What does it mean for me to listen to my body? Yeah. And many of us are, we just don't know how to do that. And I've struggled with language for that and definition. In fact, speaking of definition, I, I wanted to define um, clearly, just because in my mind, it is always messed up. There's the spirit. That's the part of us that God, it, it's like our God connection piece, that spirit to spirit connection. Yes. But then there's the soul, which is often confused with the spirit. And that includes the mind, the emotion, and the will, correct? Right. Yeah. So I think today, like, I I love that idea of paying attention to our emotion and and that whole soul piece as a piece of our holistic being and our way of connecting with God. Because personally, emotion is hard for me, as I've talked about on this podcast before. It's hard for me to name it. And it's really hard for me sometimes to sit in what we call those negative emotions as well. So I don't know if you can speak more to that and just that Fancy word of interception. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I really love th- just connecting the whole neuroscience part yeah. of um, how we operate, um, how God created us, mm-hmm. um, and so what the this is a new term. I mean, neuroscience is an emerging field of understanding our way of being in the world, and. Um, so interoception is what uh, an easier term for that is called mm-hmm. having a body sense, okay. which means like, okay, so emotions have feelings. Mm. Um, we have unpleasant emotions and we have pleasant emotions. Mm. That's and a good way to say it. Y- yeah. <laughs> Not so, ugly ones and pretty ones. <laughs> right, right. Unpleasant right. and pleasant. Okay. And so a pleasant emotion would be... Um, I say to my uh, granddaughter, hey, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> and inside of her, she just lights up and she's so excited. I mean, who doesn't like to go for ice cream, right? Yeah. Um, so at that point, she's really joyful and happy. Or if I said um, she loves to spend the night at my house. So if I had to say to her, oh, we have to change. I'm so sorry. We Something came up and I can't do tonight, but we could do tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately there's sadness that mm-hmm. comes and that's an emotion that is a felt sense within our body. So interoception is when we have the body sense is that not only do we feel that, like even as I'm describing it, I mm-hmm. feel it in my body to disappoint someone else yeah. who I love dearly. Um, I feel that, right? We, we usually feel it like somewhere in our torso. Right, yeah. So, okay, what does that actually feel like? What does that feeling feel like? Mm-hmm. And I can also feel her sadness in my body. Yeah, it's true. Which is amazing. Yeah. And that is how um, basically the interpersonal um, neurobiology of how we feel mm-hmm. one another. Same thing if I'm sitting with someone and they're experiencing grief. Yeah. And they're telling me their story of their loss, mm. whether they lost a child or they lost a spouse, whatever it is, and they're 
telling me now a lot of times they might be really disconnected to that emotion because it is just so much yeah as they're telling me it might feel really overwhelming for me so my first just natural way of being would be oh I don't want you to feel that pain let me try to take it away from you when really The healing space is sitting with that pain, but not just them, but me being able to join them in that and sit with them in that Mm -hmm. pain. Because really, the only reason I want to take the pain away is because I don't like the pain that I'm feeling in my body as I'm hearing them tell me their story. Right. I mean, to me, that makes a therapist's job really hard. I'm sure your training helps you with that. But let's take it, like, to me, as a friend to a friend, Um, it is hard for me to sit with a friend in grief. And why do you think that is? It's painful. It's painful for me and them. For both of you. Yeah. For both of you. I don't want her to suffer. I want to say something like a platitude that will make her feel better so that I can feel better. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is, that's what makes us human. Uh, but you know, like encouragement has a place, but the thing we need to do first is acknowledgement. Mm, So if someone comes to me and says, I have these really bad thoughts about myself, Mm -hmm. I'm stupid or I'm not smart. And if I say to that person, you're not stupid, look look how all these things that you do, Mm -hmm. they would immediately feel like I'm not hearing them because that's what everyone else says to them. Yes. Or I could say, can you tell me more about that, mm. of why you're feeling that way? Mm-hmm. So you're giving more weight in that respect to their feelings. If the other way feels like that's my natural response to people is, hey, let's look at the positive. But by saying say more, you actually just more validated and said, I, I want to be with you more in that space. And people are afraid to go there, but you validated then her feelings, therefore causing her I think to feel loved that's right and and absolutely and being heard is really what we need we need to be seen known and heard Mm -hmm. right listened to and the last thing we want to be is fixed right it's true (laughs) that's actually really creates like a sense of annoying Mm -hmm. uh feeling annoyed by someone and also breaks up the ability to connect so it it doesn't create a sense of connection Mm -hmm. it it, it's really when we're sitting with someone what where the spirit works if we really want to know where the spirit works in relationship it's in the Mm in-between it's when you're telling me a story Mm -hmm. and I'm able to be present with you and listen Mm -hmm. and attune to your body and what's happening for you yeah that's the in-between. That's what Martin Buber, who's a, who is a philosopher who wrote really deep, hard-to-understand books. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I really took away from Martin Buber is about how the spirit works in relationship. Mm. He works in the in The spirit works in the in-between. That's a really cool picture. That's like a book that you and I have talked about quite a bit. It was a uh, subject of the podcast just a few episodes back uh, called The Listening Life. Yes. And I 
I really appreciate the way he changed my idea mm. of listening, especially out of that fixing mode. You're right. Like that, it brings an immediate disconnect yes. to um, that connection that you have with your friend. That's good. That's so good. So will you say more, LaFayette, just about that holistic way of being? What does that really mean? How do you see that? Well, holistically, just meaning like wholeheartedness. So it's approaching life from like the biological, the psychological, and the sociological way of being. So it's like a model that we could really begin to understand how our, our way of being and the way God created us. He created created us with a body and there's lots of things that happen in our body that also impact our psychological um well-being as well as our sociological well-being so biological is really important so self-care comes into that um, of really noticing what's happening in our body listening to our body and that's where the body sense comes in so Mm -hmm. really paying attention to where do I feel this in my body and then the psychological part is understanding yes I have emotions and that's where they become whether they're a pleasant emotion or an unpleasant emotion but you know being able to name that and having an awareness around it a lot of times these things are very unconscious which is why it's so important for us to really begin to pay attention to where we feel emotion in our body Mm. and then the sociological part is that we were meant to do life in community and not to isolate but when we're hurting and we're feeling really big emotions Mm -hmm. the tendency is to withdraw and to not share how we're feeling it's true yeah Yeah. Uh, that is that's amazing and it feels to me like if we can do some of those things that i that I avoid like that whole emotional part. So it's a little uncomfortable. But if we really truly can embrace all those areas, that is the road to healing. You said that is the way to be a healthy, holistic person and to just bring ourselves into the presence of God as all of that. Lately, I've said this on the podcast before, I'm playing with that whole idea of waking up and saying, God, I'm coming to you feeling this in my body. Mm. this in my soul which includes my emotion Mm -hmm. I'll name some emotions and I feel this in my spirit like I feel disconnected to you today or I feel dull or and I'll just try to put language to it and it's I found it very helpful practice to be that sort of holistic being that you're talking about there Um, I'm finding it really beautiful and I love that we have been on the subject of embodiment in general in the podcast for a few episodes now And so um, because on Deep Breath, we talk a lot about spiritual practices. Um, What spiritual practices would you say are best to help us be this whole being and to practice embodiment? And what ones do you use with your clients? What ones do you recommend to our listeners? Well, I think... uh, That's beautiful what you just shared of, of what you're practicing. I think adding one more little question in there okay is what do I need yes oh that's lovely and to be able to identify Mm -hmm. your need because Mm -hmm. so many times we don't ask for our need and that is the 
social part of being able to understand what do I need. Like we were created for connection. And even the Trinity models that, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So we have needs. Our One of our greatest needs is for connection. Like Dr. Kurt Thompson says, we come into this world looking for someone who is looking for us. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to really tap into that, of realizing, you know what, I have needs. From the moment I took my first breath into this world and entered into this world, I had a need. Yeah. And that need was to be seen. Mm-hmm. and then to be held and to be known. Mm-hmm. And so these are really important needs that as we get older, we start feeling like these needs aren't really important or we can't even identify. Yeah. One of the greatest parts of the healing process is to be able to identify what I need. It sure is. Wow. It's beautiful. And um, you use breath prayer, and do you use some form of mindfulness too in your in your personal practice, like with your clients? I or do in your own life. I do. Yeah, I am always. I am a resource person. Okay, so <laughs> I love resources, and I'm always pointing my clients to resources. One of my favorite resources is. Um, uh, John Eldridge's his one minute oh, pause. Right. Um, I send clients to that because really if you're not used to pausing and you're mm-hmm. hyper vigilant, you're always on the go, don't know how it can't sit still really. Mm-hmm. Um, the one minute pause is great because it's one minute. Right. And it's a breath prayer. Yeah. Feels doable. Yeah. Yep. Jesus, I give you everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the breath prayer. Such and a sur- little surrendered moment. It is. It's called benevolent detachment. Mm. And so to be able to start to practice benevolent detachment is when we're able to just say, you know what, God, this is something that's heavy on my heart. I can't solve it. I know that I'm experiencing it, but I'm going to enter into relationship with you and ask you to be with me in this. Mm, Yeah. That's what we're talking about right there. Excellent. And so, uh, tell us all the places we can find you. Um, not yet on social media, but we're going to get her there. And when we do, we'll add it into the show notes, but what we find you under psychology today yeah, you can find me on psychology today yeah uh, or you can go to my website which is ltcs.clientsecure.me and it will pull up my website but you can go straight to my website from psychology today okay. just type in my name lafay tapper and it'll pull up pull up my profile and it gives a little bit it shows what i treat and modalities that i use and then also um, it'll take you to my website which comes up saying that i provide holistic therapy mm. um, and then yeah okay I'll put how to spell her name and all of that in the show notes. Don't worry about that right now. Just look below. <laughs> um, and so what what practices is kind of, what's the one you're leaning on right now? Your own personal current spiritual practice. It changes in our seasons of life, as we know, and um, it changes sometimes monthly or weekly, but what's your current one? Yeah, well, I've been going through a lot of transitions in my life. Mm. Um, I recently left a group practice, which I absolutely loved, and then moved into private practice. 
And as I was going through that, I know transitions with transitions come grief. And the way transitions work is we have an ending, a middle, and a beginning. And so during that process, I found myself continually bringing myself back to pausing and practicing benevolent detachment, Mm -hmm. which is that breath prayer. Mm -hmm. So I would say breath prayer and just also practicing just the whole way of slowing down, listening to my body. What is my body saying to me when I'm tired? Yeah. What are my limitations? Can I accept my limitations? Mm, Boy, that's a good one, right? (laughs) Yes. So all of these that kind of go with that, of that process of slowing down and being instead of just always doing. Right. Those are great questions to ask yourself. And I see in front of us a book that you've loved right now. Speaking of transitions, Mm -hmm. I'll just have you read the title and I'll put that in the show notes because that looks like a really good one. Yeah, it's Transitions, Making Sense of Life's Changes, and We're Always Going Through Change. Mm -hmm. And so it basically, it's uh, there's over 500,000 copies of this book sold. Uh, But it's Strategies for Coping with the Difficult, Painful, and Confusing Times in Your Life. Okay, who, who doesn't need that book? <laughs> and it's by William Bridges, PhD, okay. and Susan Bridges. Oh, good. All right, good. I think um, a lot of our listeners are going to find that helpful. I have to grab a copy myself. It's not that big, you guys. It doesn't look like too thick of a book. <laughs> and it's on Audible. Okay. Um, oh, You can perfect. also listen to it. Okay, yeah. good, good. Well, to close us out today, I'm going to read from my new favorite book of blessings by Kate Bowler called The Lives We Actually Have. Love the honesty of these poems. This particular one is called, For When This Pain Doesn't Make Sense. God, I'm fumbling around for answers, reasons, meaning. I can't find any purpose in this pain. Why me? Why them? Why now? I don't know when this is going to get better, or if I will ever feel relief. God, make this pain matter, at least to you. See me in my fragility. Give me a reminder of your presence. Reach for me, for I am too weary to reach for you. Blessed are we who need to be reminded that there are some things we can fix and some things we can't. Blessed are we who can say, my life isn't always getting better. Right in the midst of the pain and fear and uncertainty, may we hunt for beauty and meaning and truth together. Not to erase the pain or solve the pain, though surely that would be nice, but to remind us that beauty and sorrow coexist. And that doesn't mean we're broken or have been forgotten. God is here and we are never. We're never and will never be alone. In our hope, in our disappointment, in our joy, in our pain. Oh, that's so powerful. Love that. Beautiful. I really appreciate your time, LaFay, and having this fun conversation with you. Thank you. Thanks for being with me, LaFay. Thank you for inviting me to be here today. Bye, friends. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platform, Subscribe to listen in next time and don't forget to take a deep breath.